0: Hello and welcome back. You're listening to episode 22 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking all about the reasons your business isn't growing or growing fast enough. So let's dig in. Hello. Thank you for joining me back on the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, founder and CEO of the ethical fashion brand Encircled and host of the Brave and Boss podcast. I appreciate your time so much. And this week's episode, episode 22 is five reasons your business isn't growing or isn't growing as fast as your expectations. And one of the big things I noticed when I did do coaching and when I have done mentor coaching in B-School is there's a lot of frustration around how fast your business is growing. And to me, growth is a very relative metric. It's very hard to tell if you're doing well or you're not doing well, because a lot of us will look on Instagram and see other bosses or other brands and seemingly they're doing really, really well, but you never really truly know what's going on behind the scenes of the business. Even though a brand has 100,000 Instagram followers and seems to get thousands and thousands of likes on a photo, you don't know if they're profitable or if they're making money or what kind of funding they have. So it's very difficult, or even let's say they bought their followers. So it's very difficult to compare yourself to anybody. So first of all, I think growth is something where you can't really compare. The only place I would compare actually is if you are familiar, there's a... Um, brand called e-commerce fuel. They're a forum and podcast for entrepreneurs. They survey their members and keep in mind their members are um, generally $500,000 and up a year uh, businesses. And they ask them like how fast they're growing and all that kind of stuff. And they come up with metrics and they have I think a statistic excuse me, statistically significant base to go off of. So they'll measure like the average order or value, how fast each channel is growing, and they come back with survey results. So maybe then you can look at that and say, Okay, like on average companies are growing eighteen percent in revenue year over year and I'm only growing one, what's going on? Um but I'd say take that with a grain of salt. Cause again, you just don't know what channels and there's so many different business models out there. Um, for example, like my ethical fashion brand, we, we have one investor, but I mean, it was a very small minority investment. Whereas Everlane who everybody loves has taken, I think somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred million dollars in venture capital. Um, I don't, we're not even close to anything. <laughs> we, don't, we haven't even taken a million dollars. Um, so it would be hard to compare the two brands because it's just not fair. It's not fair to my brand to say, oh, look at Everlane, they're growing so well. Um, the reality is Everlane is funding a lot of their growth through venture capital and they're probably not profitable. And quite honestly, we all know their business model, if you're in the fashion space, isn't really set up for profitability either. So um, it's very difficult to get that comparison going. So try and stay out of that. But You know, intuitively, if you have set goals for your business and your business isn't meeting those goals, or maybe your business is declining or it's flat in growth year over year, so it's not really growing. Um, there's a couple of things I'm going to suggest today that you look at. Um, you know, I've definitely been there. I've had a lot of growth in my business over the last six years. However, this year's been a bit of a tough year, and I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, how You know, our growth has tabled out. And from that, I've tried to take some insights, not only just for myself to apply to my own brand, but also to help you guys if you're in a similar position. So the first one I'm going to tackle right now, I would say is that you lack consistency. So this is something I don't struggle with on my brand because I'm very lucky that I have a great team who's very consistent in everything that we do. But I do know from being a solo founder and from being the only person in my business at one point in time, that consistency is really, really important. You need to show up on your marketing channels. You need to show up on your website. You need to show up in your email newsletter and you need to do these things consistently. You can't be doing it once a month or once every now and then, Um, you know, even my experience building Dave and boss's Instagram from the ground up with no promotion. I know that when I post consistently, I get more followers and I get more engagement. So consistency is really important. And the biggest fallback I see with coaching clients and mentor coaching clients is that they don't have enough consistency in doing the work on their business. They'll come and do it on the weekend. And a lot of them are running Um, side businesses. So they're working full time, which I can totally respect because I've been there too. But you have to figure out a way to get consistency, even if you are running your business as a side hustle. And there are many tools that can help you do that. I mean, you can definitely hire a virtual assistant and stuff like that, but you can get some automation tools that can really help, or you can start changing the way you work. So you can batch work so you can do all, schedule all your Facebook posts, you know, a couple of weeks in advance or get an app like Later or Planoly and plan out all your Instagram posts. And yes, it does take time and yes, it's annoying to sit on a Sunday and do that. But guess what? If you want to be full-time in your business and grow your business, you're going to have to invest the time. Anybody who says that like, you know, I get very like <laughs> Not angry, but like the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss and that kind of thing. Like, I think it sets people up for massive failure because the reality is I don't know too many, um, e-commerce entrepreneurs in this business who haven't hustled their buns off on weekends and evenings and daytimes and worked two jobs and done what it takes because it takes a lot at the beginning. Even now it still takes a lot. So, number one, you need to get back to consistency. Consistency on showing up in the channels, consistency on doing the work in your business, whatever that is, whether it's forecasting your sales, whether it's planning production, launching new products, everything needs to be consistent. And I would say the one thing where I would say we dropped the ball with consistency this year is launching products for sure. Um and it's really important in this business, in the fashion business, and pretty much any business to always have new news because people want new news about your brand. So that consistency is really important. So the second thing is that you lack a clear goal or focus. So this can be a really key reason why your business isn't growing because you don't know where you're growing to. If you've checked out the goal making calculator that I have, that's a tool that I use very passionately in my business um, because I know how important it is to have a goal and work towards that goal. And if you're not focused on that goal, there's things that take you off that track. So for example, in the goal-making calculator and e-course that I have, it talks a lot about financial goals because I think, hello, we are here to make money. And I know that's an icky topic, especially for purpose-driven entrepreneurs, but you're not running a charity. You need to make money. You want to pay yourself. You want to pay your makers. You want to pay employees eventually. So money has to be Uh, You know, a top line revenue goal has to be there. Um, so that has to be one of your goals. So you need to ask yourself every time you're doing something, is that leading towards this goal? And maybe another goal you have is to, you know, retain more customers. So maybe you should be focusing your Facebook ads that you're working on all on customer retention, not on customer acquisition. So that will drive your efforts and your time. And again, that will drive what we just talked about, consistency. So if you don't have a clear goal and focus, how can you have consistency? Because you don't know what you're supposed to be working on. So I encourage you to spend some time this week or weekend looking at what your goals are for your business. Come up with three and make one of them really heavily financial. And the other two can be, you know, a little bit of softer goals, I think, but for sure one heavy financial goal about revenue. So what is your revenue goal? We have four months left in 2019, which is crazy. So what do you want to do in September, October, November, and December in 2019? What are your revenue goals? And then pick another one. Let's say you want to grow your Instagram following to, I don't know, 10,000 followers or something like that. And then break that down by month. Like how many followers do you need to add each month to get to that goal? And then maybe pick another one. So maybe you want to, um, yeah, increase your customer retention. And it'll be great if you can add a number to that. If you know what your customer retention is right now, you can check on Shopify. I'll show you how many repeat customers you have. Say you want to increase that 10%. Um, so make those goals right now, take some time and do that. And then that should drive your focus and that should drive your growth. And if your goals aren't giving you the growth that you want in your business, then it's time to revisit those goals. You're always going to need a revenue goal, but maybe your goal of improving your margin is not a goal you should have right now. In high growth times of businesses, it's very hard to be super, super profitable. So maybe you have to run super lean on the profit side in order to fund more growth on the top line. So another reason your business isn't growing is you're trying to do too much yourself. We talked about this a little bit in episode 19 and a few other episodes where I've talked about HR. Um, When you're trying to do too much on your own, it's like almost impossible to grow. There is a point at which, you know, I think when I went from being part-time in my business to full-time where I noticed a huge jump in productivity and revenue because I was able to be in the business full-time. However, that then started to table out as the growth was as the business was growing, the orders were growing, but I was still doing everything myself. I was shipping the order, packing, customer service, Instagram, and then you kind of max out your capacity as a human being. And then that's the time, you know, you need to hire somebody to help you even part-time flexible. This is the biggest thing that I always recommend to people that you can't it's super scary to hire people, but it's also super scary to flatline a business and not be able to provide your customers with products that they love because you're too scared to take on somebody to help you in the business. So that's something I encourage you to embrace, figure out how you can hire, even if it's just an intern, um, depending on where you are and what your business model is. Maybe you can get an unpaid intern or a volunteer or somebody to help you, or maybe somebody who needs to do it for credit. Um, just try and find some help because if you're spending all your time shipping and doing customer service, you're not focusing on income producing activities, which are key, 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 key to your business. Okay. So the fourth reason your business isn't growing is you're not creating products that people want. Ouch. This one is a tough one and I felt the sting of this one this year for sure. And it definitely goes with the fifth thing that I'm going to talk about shortly as well. But when you're growing, it's somewhat easy to start a business with like a core product. You know, you'll see like, um, Harry's razors or trying to think of, or like away luggage. Like they have their little carry on. It's very easy to start a business with just one product and you have made it the hero of your brand. It's like everything you are but then you need to figure out what you add next. Cause like I talked about, you can continue to acquire customers and more people to buy your product. But if you're not adding more things that they can buy, you're gonna end up with the, all these one-time customers. There's only so many suitcases people need in their life. Um, so what you want to do is to be able to get more products, uh, launch more products that would be complementary to the existing products that you have. Um, and this can sometimes go wrong cause you can guess wrong. It's very hard. You can ask your customers what kind of products they want. Um, and you can definitely create from that, but sometimes you don't do that. Or sometimes you listen and you go in the wrong direction, or sometimes you ignore them altogether and you end up creating a product that nobody wants from you. And I've definitely experienced that in encircled. I would say, um, we're very intentional with how we make our products and the time and we put into them. But this year we launched a jumpsuit in January and we put a lot of time into it, making it like a jumpsuit you can wear to work. And it was super beautiful and really well fitted and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that at the time in January, there was like thousands and thousands of jumpsuits out there. And although our jumpsuit is beautiful, it's knit in Toronto fabric, it's sustainable, it's comfortable, it's all those things. It's in an ocean of red It means we're competing with so many people and it's so hard to differentiate a product like that. And inevitably because Encircled manufactures everything in Toronto and uses these super premium fabrics, we can't be at a price point as some of the mass brands. And for a customer, it's very hard to get that value proposition. And the jumpsuit sold okay, but and people who bought it loved it, but it wasn't flying off the shelves, that's for sure. And you can definitely see the difference when you launch a product and people just love it. Like we just launched the dressy sweat skirt, which is like a pencil skirt made from the same fabric as our dressy sweatpants, um, and it just flew in 24 hours out of out of the gates. Um, you know, we had to add more production quantity last minute to it because we we're selling out so quickly. Um, so you have to really be intentional in your product development p- pipeline. So I often talk about like soaps and stuff like that. So if you're a soap maker, for example, like it's very easy to branch into different fragrances and stuff like that. But the next step would be to jump into different products. So like a hand cream or an eye cream or something like that. Um, so you have to really spend time, I think, when you are expanding, thinking about your product development roadmap. And that essentially is just a fancy way of saying, what are you going to make next and why and for whom? And along that way, I encourage you to think about what is the differentiator there. When we were making the dressy sweatshirt, which everybody thought was a ridiculous name for a product, and it kind of is, but it's kind of funny. Um, you know, I thought about like, there's not a lot of comfortable pencil skirts out there and our customer works for sure. She's a professional and that fabric is amazing. It's super dressy and it's super comfy and it's also sustainable. It has a lot of goodness to it. So like, why not make something comfortable that isn't comfortable? And that's been a lot of our secret to success in our fashion brand is taking something super dressy. Um, that usually has no comfort and infusing comfort into it. And this one was super focused because nobody's doing this. Nobody's taking a pencil skirt and making it comfortable and focusing on that. All the pencil skirts that you see out in the market right now are super sucked in. They're like Kylie Jenner, like high, high waisted polyester spandex that like basically you can't breathe. You can't walk in them. This is like the opposite. So be very intentional with what you're creating and why and it's okay to have products in your product line that don't have like as clear of a purpose let's say as the dressy sweat skirt you can have basics you can have you know incremental things that you have in your pr- product collection to build the basket as they would call it in the retail industry which essentially just means um help people get over the your free shipping minimum or something like that but you really need to have core product development. And for us, I would say we didn't have enough products to launch this year, and that was part of our problem. We got really good at replenishment, which is great, but you need to create new products. Otherwise people can't come back and shop with you because they're not gonna want whatever you had all over again. All right, so we're closing up this episode soon. So the fifth reason you're not growing is likely because you're not behaving on brand or you don't know your brand well enough. Now, this is a tricky one, especially when you're starting out. It's hard to start with an idea of your brand because you're starting from zero. You don't know who your customer is. But if you do have some traction in your business, you should have some customer insights and be able to at least look up online who some of your best customers are and start to shape who your ideal customer avatar, as Marie Forleo would call it, is. Now, that is a critical piece. You can definitely guess at the beginning, and I highly recommend doing that exercise if you can. Um, but you know, it's going to change for sure. As you launch your business, I would say my ideal customer avatar morphed throughout the years quite a bit. Um, definitely my ideal customer avatar was much more like me at the beginning and became a little bit older and a little bit more sophisticated. I would say not trying to install myself later on. Um, but who your brand is, what you stand for in all aspects, not only visually how that comes out, but also what you say on Instagram um, what you say on your website is so important. And behaving on brand is really, really key. I would say for Encircled, we definitely lost our way a little bit this year. Um, we've always been a travel clothing company, all about wanderlusting and finding adventure and every day. And this year we became really focused on minimalism and almost to a fault, I would say. We got really sucked into that trend and really distracted by it. And it creates... A little bit of a conflict of interest with growing your business. A lot of people, you know, when they focus on the idea of, you know, doing more with less and stuff like that, they're like, well, why are you selling products if you want people to not buy stuff? And it's totally reasonable to think that. Um, but at the end of the day, we're a business and we want to grow and to grow, we need to sell products. Um And I saw it the other day, actually, on the minimalist podcast, they were selling like a book bundle and somebody had posted, you know, who sells a book bundle and wants you to buy more books when you're like a minimalist. And like, I get it, but I also get that they're trying to monetize their podcast and their audience because they need to make money to pay the people who work for them. So it's like a very hard conflict. So. Um, at Encircle, what we're doing right now is we're doing some brand research to make sure that we're really honing in on the right messages because everybody and their mother is starting a minimalist clothing brand right now, too. So if you don't know your brand super well in this day and age, somebody's going to come scoop it up and start talking like you. And I've definitely seen that with our brand. There's a very close competitor who was not very close at one point. They were competing more with like Lululemon has completely reor- reoriented their messaging to exactly what we say. And the worst thing is this brand has extreme amounts of money because they are venture capital funded. They're not Everlane, by the way. They don't have as much as Everlane, but they have like $10, 12000000 million, which is, again, <laughs> about 10 to 15 times more than we have. So um, it becomes really difficult if you're not staying on brand, if you're not saying the same message over and over again, and if that message doesn't resonate with your ideal customer avatar, then you're going to be in trouble and you're not going to grow. So really hone in on a couple of things one, what makes your brand different than other people's brands? That is so, so important. If you don't know why your brand is different, better, faster, more amazing than other brands in your space, you need to stop right now, stop the podcast and have a good think on it because that is really critical. Two, What benefit do you offer customers who shop with you? Like, what is it that you're actually giving them? You know, if you are a clothing company, you're not just giving them new clothing. It's deeper than that. Are you making them feel amazing in their own skin? Are you making them feel like they're contributing to a more sustainable planet? Are you making them feel like they're helping Grow, um, makers lives in developing countries. Like, what is that thing that is a customer benefit? And it's an emotional benefit often that we're looking for. We're not looking necessarily for a functional benefit. It's something that has to tie into an emotional benefit for a customer. Number three, what do you say and what don't you say as a brand? Like, what do you stand for? That's also really important. Knowing that. Number four, what are your visuals? Like what are your visuals look like on Facebook, Instagram? Like how do you talk? What is your tone of voice? That is super, super important. Figuring out these things are all key to behaving on brand and knowing your brand. And if you're just starting out and you don't know your brand, that's cool. Just make a guess and go with something and iterate as you go. Not knowing your brand and not staying on brand can be a key reason why your business isn't growing because you're likely consuming, confusing customers and potential customers as well. All right. So those are the five reasons your business likely isn't growing. Number one, you lack consistency. Number two, you lack a clear goal and focus. Number three, you're trying to do way too much yourself. Number four, you're creating products that nobody wants. And number five, you're not behaving on brand. And that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you felt it was helpful, please share it with a friend. Um, and subscribe to us on iTunes. I'd love to be able to drop a new episode in your iTunes account every week. And if you found this helpful, please rate and review on iTunes. It's super easy to do so, and it helps us get out to more entrepreneurs like you. Thanks so much for listening and wishing you many, many months of happy growth for the remainder of 2019. Bye.